0: Hello, and welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Tonight, I'm joined by Brent Perry. Hi hoi. And Milosh. Hello, hello, hello. And we're here to continue our trek through Farscape with Season 1, Episode 9, uh, DNA Mad Scientist. Um, A.K.A. The Ballad of Dr. Fauci. Yeah. I love, <laughs> I, love, I love these titles sometimes. Like, they're so... <clears throat> I mean, I can't even really assign a quality to it but like you know like and I like a lot of the like when they title the Star Trek episodes too a lot of those are like aiming for some literal literary thing you know which I also appreciate but like these are just these are just really I I can't even like I said I can't even really quantify it but there's something about these these episode titles that I appreciate They're Um, they're they're
1: like the white stripes they're very like simplistic like there's only two things and it's like yeah, it just right up front like this is what you're going to get. If you like it, you like it. If not, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just very very blunt about it. Like Yeah. The name oh. pretty much tells you exactly what the episode is about without actually giving anything away in the
0: episode. Like yep. very much. Oh, yeah. Um so yes, we're on to DNA mad scientist here. Um which we're approaching the midway point of season 1. Um mm-hmm. Episode 11 will be the midway point of season one, which will probably be on our next block of recordings. Um, So. uh, It definitely will. Yeah. That's the one we're going to
1: start with next
0: time. <laughs> we'll be at 10 after tonight. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so um, this one starts with they're at some planet somewhere. And, like, this show doesn't necessarily, unlike, like, Star Trek, where they... Make a point to like name every planet they ever go to, right, like the names of the planets aren't that important here, like I don't remember this this planet ever being named or anything like that. I so think
1: they, they might say it, but like it's not so much a it's not so much a matter of like where they are, it's a why are they there
0: right, yeah so they, exactly they, they go and they and they find this guy uh this like scientist. Which was, like, a massive puppet. Like, I thought that puppet was amazing, by the way. Yeah. Uh, And what was the guy's name? Was, like, Nemtar or something? Nemtar, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Nemtar. Nemtar is a geneticist that offers to... And I don't know how this actually does this. You would think you would need, like, an astronomer to do this. But somehow, taking, like, samples of their DNA is supposed to give give him a way to... To craft a a route for each of them to get to their homeworld, I assume you can
1: show them where their homeworlds are. That's yeah, but I assume like the genetic part is like once he takes a sample of their like core DNA, he knows the makeup of like what's like what star area they're in, like what kind of what levels of cosmic radiation are around that planet, what kind of fucking atmosphere it is, what kind of, like, certain minerals that don't go anywhere else in the galaxy. Like, I assume it's kind of a that thing.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. That's probably more back thought than the show actually gives it. Um, but, you know, it it's more of a, a device to get to certain dramatic things that I think they want yeah, to get to. Yeah, again,
2: how, why is more important than how here. Yep.
0: So, um... Basically, and the way the guy does this, and I have a weird thing; I could not watch this. Right, just the eyeball. <laughs> yeah, the
1: eyeball. Yeah. He's,
0: he ba- he's basically putting a needle into your eye to draw a small bit of fluid out of it, and then from mm-hmm. that, he's able to get whatever genetic genetic information he needs. And personally, like you know, the the eye doctor thing where they, you know, where when they do the X ray of your eye and they put the little thing up to your eye with the blue light in it. Like, I can't do that because with the, with the nature of my disability and I get kind of spastic, I can't, I can't keep my head straight long enough to do that. And um, the whole thing, and even if I try, and some of it too is like, even though I know it isn't like when you see the thing coming towards your head, part of my brain goes, it's a needle, get out. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean um, <laughs>
1: well this which, these yeah. scenes must have been a fucking joy for you then
0: <laughs> uh, I, I kind of watched them like with my hand over my eyes or with my eyes closed or just no I just couldn't like uh, by implication of it was enough
1: so it was pretty obviously CG but they yeah for yeah 1999 I think this yeah, one maybe yeah, 2000 yeah. by the time this episode aired like yeah. CGI was really well done for the time it was done
0: so, they all do this, except for Aaron, who makes a point to say, I'm not doing this, because she knows... I'm not
1: looking home. for my home. I know where oh, my home yes, is. I just can't
0: go back. Yep, she knows where her home is, so she doesn't need this. Um, so, they all do it, and, um, you know, the guy says, you know, and why Rigel supposedly set this deal up, and why he doesn't already know what the cost is, kind of blew my mind. Like... They then ask the guy. They then asked this guy Nemtar, like, "What do you What do you want in exchange for this?" And they he says, "Oh, just give me one of the arms of your your pilot thing." And then you know, uh, there's just there's very little discussion of it. It just you know they cut to um, Well, they uh, right.
2: Crichton Crichton and uh, Aaron had a discussion about it, but while they were discussing it, uh,
1: the, the others arm, just go, go right to work.
0: Just, yeah. Yep,
1: and I, was and it, and
0: I expected it's, there to be I expected there to be way more deliberation between the five of them about whether it was something they would do or not. Um, yeah, but that's
1: it. This goes to like the what is it nine episodes up until or eight episodes yep. before this one. Yep. It's all like how it shows them growing together as friends, and this one it just shows like at the chance to go home, their friendship means nothing.
0: Nothing. Yep. So yeah, I was actually very surprised. The one that surprised me that that uh, they were willing to do it so easily was Zan, mm-hmm. because to me it would have been like, to me it would have made more sense if like, I mean I think John likes pilot and everything, but I think it would have made way more sense if John was one of the people in there ready to do that. Well, they even
1: um, mentioned like if if his there would have been a map to his home, he'd be fighting with us yeah and they're they're probably right about that, like in all they honesty make, they like make
0: a, they make a point to say that this guy couldn't find earth in the yep. you know, so exactly. uh, he and Aaron are kind of on one side and the other three are on the other and they the scene is just it's very short it's, they, it's like dark they don't, like they don't oh, they yeah. deliberate on it, but it's very it's extraordinarily dark, extraordinarily brutal um in the sense of like. Just the idea that they would do this without any fucking forethought. Well, that's just it's-
1: it. Like, they literally dismember someone who, like, we've seen them becoming friends with as the show's been going on. So it's yeah. just like, wow, like...
0: And I, I I, found myself sort of having moments of dark humor, like, especially when... Uh, they're holding him down and he's like screaming about like what are you doing? Why why? You know. Mm-hmm. Just in that way that the pilot voice has, like he just mm-hmm. comes off so he just comes off so like plaintive about it, like, why are you doing this? What you know I almost got the sense of like if they just asked him, he might have just done it.
1: He probably would've just said, Yeah, yeah if that's what you need yeah. like
0: yeah, that's the thing. Like- that-
1: he even mentions through the episode that, like, a pilot's job is to facilitate. Like, most of the time it's yeah. to a Leviathan. Like, that's the first priority. Yeah. But the second priority are to its inhabitants.
0: Yep. So, like... Yeah. He says that in a scene later with John. Especially because like, he can regenerate the
2: arm later on. So, it's, like, almost no yeah. big deal.
0: Because he has a scene with John later where John's like, why John, aren't you Yeah, all, I was going to all all allude to that. Him? You know, why aren't you ready <laughs> to kick them out of here? for doing? But, that? like, he, you like, just, oh, just... It's my you, job.
1: You said like to set up this scene, like that, like it's Zon was the one that surprised you the most, and like this is why they had to have the episode ahead of this one when they did, because it shows that Zahn started to tap into her dark side, so now she might not be like making the normalist of Zahn decisions already, like
0: or maybe
2: before the also also class, if you one, when you go back when he did show the chart, he did she show sees, Zahn's homeworld. So she yep. already saw like okay, that's home. It's right there on the crystals. So she she yep. already you know as opposed yep. to everybody else. So she almost had more incentive than anybody else there. Yep.
0: So mm-hmm. they, they, they lop uh pilot's arm off and give it to this guy. And uh you know, so then he says, you know, give me X amount of time and I'll give you the crystals with your your the places you're trying to go on them. And uh so there's there's a scene when they all come back, and Aaron's royally pissed mm-hmm. that, they, that they went and did this, right? Because, like, as we've been kind of hinting at throughout,
1: like, Aaron and Pilot seem to have a connection, and like, they never tell really what or why, but like, there is some kind of bond between those two so far.
0: Yes, and like m- will-
1: more more so than anybody else with Pilot at this point, even even zone,
0: like, and that will definitely develop as you know, especially after this one. Um uh-huh. so she's royally pissed that they did this without, you know, talking to pilot or talking to them. They just kind of went off and did this and I actually you know, I'm kind of surprised that after after John has that conversation with pilot where pilot was like, yeah, you know, it sucks but it's the job of a pilot to do this kind of shit. And um I also thought it was funny, not funny, but like when Aaron's asking them for justification, Dargo's like, well, Pilot is a... He uses the term servicer. Like, (laughs) Pilot is a servicer, he'll get over it, and I'll make him if he doesn't. And it's very
1: much the same attitude she had towards the tech girl from the Peacekeepers a few episodes ago.
0: Right, and I thought it was kind of hypocritical because wasn't Dargo, like, a slave at one point? Like, you'd think he wouldn't have, you know... Wouldn't he, wasn't he used by the peacekeepers for slave labor? Too? Again, though,
1: warrior race. If you don't go out and do battle, you're less respectable than anybody else. So, like, yeah. if anyone's gonna die, I, oh, well, at least it's only a service. I,
0: I get that. I just thought, like, if he had been enslaved, like, don't you think he sh- should have had at least a little bit of, like, okay, well, maybe I should... And we'll we'll get some of that later, but... I, I, I think...
1: I think it's a lot to do with just the cultures they're setting up for each race. Like, I don't think a Luxon really gives a shit about like an attendant. So they're like, well, I mean,
0: so then there's this whole They're kind of
1: there to be disposable. Like,
0: so then there's this whole scene between John and Aaron after that, where they're kind of going like, okay, well these three idiots will know how they know where they have to go to get home then. And we'll be left on our own because, well, you know, uh, So then Aaron goes like, well, then you're going to figure out some way to get back to your place. And I'm basically fucked because I know where to go. And Mm -hmm. and John is like, yeah, you can come hang out on Earth with me. That's fine. And then uh, (laughs) there's a whole, you know, there's a whole thing there. And I think she at that point, she goes back to Nemtar and says, yeah, now I want to do it because I want. You know, I want to. I farm. I know
1: there's Sebastian colonies that aren't part of the Peacekeepers. They're farmers. They're agriculture. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'd rather go to, there.
0: She just wants to go find somewhere she can kind of blend in somewhere. Alone. Yeah,
1: because well, when she has that conversation with Crichton, she says like she's never been alone. Like the Peacekeepers yeah. took her at an early yeah. age. She was always raised in a squad. She always had a group around her. Like being alone kind of terrifies her at this point. And we're starting to see that, like and she says she does mention it a couple of times through the episode. Like I just don't want to be left behind again.
0: Yeah, yep. No, that's you know, that's Well you also depth. get
2: like I know he almost makes light of it, but it's like at any point I don't think Crichton like Crichton makes you know like the attitude, like when you when they're talking and they're having their heart to heart or whatever you wanna call it, it's like you see oh,
0: just keep you going. See whole, you
2: keep see the whole you see the whole like master. at no point was he leaving her behind like even if rest of them find their way home and he ends up finding a way to go back to earth there was no way he wasn't taking her with him and i think that's why you know
1: i think a big part of why she's the one who's most pissed about what they did to pilot was like john spent so much time saying like we're in this together we're a team we're a squad and then like to see them turn on one of their own like that like
2: didn't sit well with her
1: without any
2: almost considerations, like bang, like we need your own. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm I'm supposed to put my faith and trust in them.
1: Yeah, Yeah. like I'm supposed to put my faith and trust in them and they're willing to do this to her. What are they willing to do to me? And like I think that starts to make her like second guess, like, am I a part of a squad here or are we just stuck together like and that's when she starts to have the second thoughts of like I just don't want to be left behind and like if everybody goes home, what's there for me? Like I I need to find a place exactly. I need to find a place for me somewhere in the galaxy too. Like, and I think this, this is the episode. And that's the moment where she mentions that, like, I can't travel on peacekeeper fucking roads. Like I can't take the main highway because it's always being patrolled for me. So like, if I'm going to find a place, it's got to be through back back roads, basically.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah. Nice. So she, you know, she wants the procedure now because she wants to find somewhere to go. And you find out that, that, or you figure out at least i figured out right away that uh yeah just from the
2: procedure <laughs> the way he was injecting is it, like you know you, yep. he wasn't doing the same thing to her but, as yeah he, he
1: actually out. he was extracting from the others and this one it looks like well, he, he was injects. injecting <laughs> he, was actually,
0: he was actually putting something in her right and then so <laughs> boy, i know boy
1: that i know that's what, I know. <laughs> I know Not everything. the best of phrases. I
0: I realized it as it came out of my mouth. I know.
1: Claudio <laughs> well, um, still at that point. I was
0: also given my, uh, for lack of a better term, stated interest in Claudia Black in a certain way. Then you know, uh, <laughs>
1: and then and then it's at one point she's like, "Wait, what did you just do to me?" And he's like, "Don't ask questions. It'll make you better. That's all you need to know." And that's why I started saying, "Wow, this is the Ballad of Episode the the Ballad of Doctor Fauci episode."
0: Yep. Uh, <laughs> Don't so ask then,
1: questions. Just do it. Like, trust me. You'll, you'll be so much better for it. And it's like, uh, anytime any scientist kind of person starts saying that, you should ask twice as many questions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she doesn't go back to the ship at all. And I think John notices that she's not there, and he goes back to the planet to try to oh, find her. No, she
2: her. goes back to the ship first. Mm-hmm. Because she oh, yeah. doesn't know exactly what happens, because uh, the scientist basically says, like, you know, give it some time. And
0: Oh, right. You know, well, okay. yep. All right. So, yeah, she goes back and... And the
1: whole time, the mad scientist dude, the, the puppet, has a little uh, Igor creature running around with him. Yep. Yep. It yep. should just be mentioned now so it doesn't come out of nowhere when we actually talk about her later.
0: Right, because she does. She is yeah. important here. Um, so she goes back to the ship, and weird stuff starts happening. Like she can like, and correct me if I've got this wrong, but like, she can start hearing like the DRDs in her head. And- she can hear
1: the internal functions on Moya, like oh, Moya. the respiration system. Like basically, she can hear Moya breathing. She can basically hear its heartbeat. Like, and she's like, what? Like, she says it all to the pilot. She's like. I can hear this, 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 and this. And the pilot's like, How can you hear that? Like,
0: I can. Yeah, That's and then normal. She lifts like...
2: up for sure and then shows him the claw growing out of the
0: stomach. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's starting but, to yeah. turn into a pilot basically from whatever yeah. this guy did. He uh,
1: injected pilot DNA in her. And, like, his whole thing is like, he takes the best of each race that he f- convinces to take these experiments, use these experiments. Like, yep. and he puts those qualities into himself. And, like, he is very interested in breeding, like, the intuition, the foresight, the, like, multitasking abilities of a pilot. So, like, Aaron is basically his science
0: experiment at this point. Oh, to see if you can graph that onto somebody else.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, he wants to graph it onto himself.
0: Well, he's using her as the experiment. He's using her as a a test to see if it can be done before doing it to himself. Well, yeah, yeah, like
1: he can't harvest it directly from the pilot DNA, but if he crossbreeds it with a DNA that he's somewhat compatible with, he can. And that's kind of, yeah, it's mentioned slightly throughout the episode, but like it, yeah, they, yeah, that's basically what's going on.
0: Yep. So then they take her back to this guy to try to figure out, you know, what, how to, or does she run off? I forget exactly what it is. No,
1: she goes back down to confront him and me. Like, what the fuck did you do to me? Like, yeah. And when she goes there, she blows a big hole out of his fucking guts, and he just kind of like self regenerates it right there on the spot. And it's like, oh, that's yeah, interesting I that visual.
0: Was, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then yep. So she goes back, and then she just kind of stays there because she can't do anything to this guy because obviously, can't kill him as the
1: episode's going on. She's mutating more and more, and by this point, like, yeah, she, she's like oh. a half pilot. So
0: right. And then we should also mention that with the other three, while this is going on, they figure out that uh, mm-hmm. Nemtar kind of screwed them in the sense of uh, whatever he gave them.
1: The crystal too- with the data, the the star charts that they're, yeah, for their planets. Yeah. It's
0: too big. So they can only use one of them. Um,
1: yeah, Moya can't process all of the data that's in it, so, like, it can only pick one, but if it picks one, it's going to erase the others. Yep. And that starts a real big infight between the three that decided, yeah, fuck pilot's arm.
0: Yep. So we yeah, just want to go home. There's a lot and of then back basically Zon and
2: Dargo uh, join forces
0: against
2: <laughs> Ijo, who basically takes the crystal and just disappears.
1: And well, that's the thing. Like those two are being completely delusional. They think that they can rationale between ration. They think they can, like, talk between each other and figure out, oh, well, whichever one's closest, we'll go there, and then we'll find, you know... But, like, Rigel knows exactly what's going to happen, and he gets on top of it right away.
0: Right.
2: So yeah, preservation is like, as it, as it as, as yeah, well, its finest. Well, and not
1: even... Yeah, like, they all want it that bad that they're willing to cut off pilots' arm. What are they willing to do to each other? Like, no one's going to willingly yeah. say, oh, yeah, delete the information from my planet so you can find that one's." Like,
0: none yeah. of them are
1: going to do that. So Rigel, like, recognizes this instantaneously, steals the fucking crystal and goes and hides. Yeah. Dargo chases him. There's a big fucking argument with them. Rigel gets locked in his cell. Dargo and Zan both kind of try and make plays to get it for themselves and then get pissed off at the other for, like, trying to backstab them. And, like, it really shows that, like, these guys aren't as much friends as we're led to believe at this point.
0: Well, I think that's one of the, you know... And I I think I can say this without, without spoiling anything, because I don't remember a lot of the particulars from the later seasons anyway, but um, I think one of the running themes throughout this show is, like, alliances always shift depending on the situation. Even within this group of people that are ostensibly a small family of a sort, like, you know, they're even... Well, they we...
1: they do grow to be a family, and we've been seeing, like, a lot of growth towards that. But, like, then an episode like this completely shakes up the status quo, and yeah. they've got to learn to retrust trust each other. And it's that's one of the things this show does very well. Like, it's easy for shows to hit a pattern and just be like, okay, do that for three seasons. But these guys, yeah. like, halfway through their first season, they're already shaking things up. Like, okay, you you have eight episodes to get a grasp of what's going on, who the characters are, and get attached to them. And then they throw a shake-up episode like this, like, nine episodes in, and you're like, holy shit, that changes, like, everybody.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think one of the things that's interesting is that a, a show like this isn't afraid to do that, where I feel like most shows now, it's like, once an audience settles into what the char- who and what the characters are supposed to be, it's like death to go, out, go away from that.
1: Well, look, look at fucking, like, shows like Arrow and Flash alone, right? where the whole season is basically the exact character like okay uh barry tries to do too much by himself or even fucking ollie needs to rely on other people more you go through the whole season where they Uh, have an arc where
0: they they have
1: where they have the arc set up throughout the season where he learns to trust people he kind of builds a team around them they like both of them right Mm-hmm. And then for the next season, they do a stupid shake-up to put it right back to he doesn't trust anybody, and now he has to build these connections with these people all over again.
0: Right? Yeah, yep.
1: So, like, this kind of does that, but in a way better way, and it doesn't do it at the start of every season, so it's, like, super pointless by the end of the season. This one does it right, right in, the, like, the third yeah. of the way, Mark. Like, just fuck okay. it, here. Here's a fucking... I
0: wonder if, like, whoever the writing staff on this show was, like, Did they find it more interesting to every once in a while just kind of like throw a grenade in here and have fun trying to figure out what the after effects of that would be? Uh, Well,
1: it's not even that, though, because like everything is planned out. Like this literally just shows you that, like, yes, for as close as these characters are getting, for as much trust as they're gaining between each other, like the the, just the opportunity to find their home, they're going to fucking turn on each other just like the prisoners they were in the first episode. And it's like, Yeah it does inform you of a lot of different things like just by having a shake-up episode this way and it's it, like i said it's not just for the sake of like oh shake it up and go back to the same formula like this actually is thought through i think is how i'm trying to say it like yeah.
2: well, you're you're exactly right and yeah i think i think it's a lot of thought through and uh, i don't know if this is the best picture for it but it's almost like taking a step back just to be able to take two steps step forwards the next time around uh-huh. Like, when I look uh-huh. at this episode, it's like the shake-up is, uh, like, as much time as they spent developing the relationships between the characters, like, at the end of the day, this is still uh, a friendship born out of convenience.
1: Mm-hmm. Like yeah, especially still, early didn't on, didn't yes.
2: choose. Didn't <laughs> cho- Yeah, especially Aaron. So you're always going to have... You know so these shake-up episodes like they you know and i see it as a step back just to be able to move forwards. like you're gonna have and like uh, the conflict is always going to be there <clears throat> so your question is, is like how you're gonna the, the the way you approach to resolving the said conflict is always going to be like either you're going to pretend that it's not there which is stupid writing that we see a lot of it today which makes no <clears throat> sense like you need the conflict so it's like hey if we're gonna have conflict instead of having it brewing within each of the characters and never see the light of day like we're just gonna make it explode every once in a while and that makes perfect sense and yeah, uh, well like, you know, think like whenever it, you take whenever you take a group of people together no matter how different they are, mm-hmm. no matter how much they get along like mm-hmm. at one point or another exactly. is to like,
1: it is given like, You're it's gonna, gonna have happen. a conflict with someone. Like someone's exactly. gonna hook up with a girl that someone else likes, and there's gonna be tension there. Like there's, exactly. that's a it's realistic way like, to write characters. You cannot escape
2: that aspect of, mm-hmm. I'm human nature, even though they're not well, yeah, human. Like, like it's always gonna happen. So like your mm-hmm. approach here is like, what are you gonna do when the temper Like, hey, let's use it, to still
1: drive the pl- the plot forward. Yeah. but uh, yeah like here's decisions that like change how everyone in that group look at each other and like while they're still friends and respect each other it's like okay now at least i know where you're gonna kind of where your line is for where i'm safe you know what i mean and like
2: that's yeah, just, uh, it uh, every
1: interaction with a human you're, well, that's just it <laughs> every human inter- enough. <laughs> every interaction you have like in even like you with one other person or you in like your family like it's all like you say something you realize that offended someone you kind of learn to okay that's a boundary line we won't cross that again right like and that's kind of what this one's good for like it's like okay where is their line oh there it is what are they willing to do after that line okay this might not go so well for some people by the end of it right yeah
2: yeah let's not cross that
1: line yeah right like don't fuck with these people's chance to get home cuz like
0: yeah it's it worth an arm and a really leg much. to them
1: and it doesn't matter if it's theirs
0: yeah. Yep. I just think it's funny, like, and not, you know, but kind of like, I almost kind of wonder sometimes, like, why they're not all in the same boat that Aaron is. Like, they want to get back to where they came from, but didn't their governments essentially tell them to go the fuck away? I well,
1: mean, uh, you kind of get more of that with Dergo in the next episode, so I don't want to really yeah, talk about yeah, that discussion concerned. yet. But, like,
0: yeah, each of them, like
1: they're still good with their people they're just not good with the authority that's running their people basically and that's yeah, I mean, you would it's think very Marvel,
0: much it's very think, much what
1: like R- rogue 1 should have done with their characters in a way
0: yeah you would think rigel in particular would be completely fucked like the minute he shows up back in hinerian territory he's going to have a giant target on his back well let's not talk about things that might happen This shows you that i don't remember everything because well i don't remember whether that happens or not well Uh, it's just uh, rigel
1: is the hardest character to like outright be like i like that guy like i like things about him because he's a it's funny that you have that just fucking slimy self centered jerk character once in a while but like that's not so much an act rigel's not just like that with the moya crew yeah Right, yeah, you know, like that. So, oh, like, oh, if oh. when he says his people fucking like turned on him, you can kind of see maybe sort of possibly why. <laughs> so, like, him yeah. going back, yeah, like, it, you're it, already one the... of the
2: previous episodes. It's like everybody yeah. kind of wants, him. like, there was somebody wants to kill, yeah, him, they, like, oh, they wouldn't want to kill you they if have they, they, have they didn't know, know you, you. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, and like, <laughs> once you know him, it's like, oh, I mean, again, the like, no reason why him, uh. Anzan inflicted
1: pain on him. Episode
2: ago, I was like, that's definitely part
1: of the episode. Of all the crew crew on Moya that, like, that redskin fucking dude could have talked her into hurting, you can see why it was Rigel, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so, like, without actually getting too much into his backstory or future story, like, they're already setting up, like, people don't like Rigel, and, like, what could happen if he tries to go back to a planet that's deposed him? Like, hmm. Right? It's a fun question and it's like, okay, you know they're going to get there sometime, but it's like how, when and
0: why? Like yeah. Yeah, like what is it that actually brings them back there? Yeah. Um So then we get the stuff with Aaron as like the half pilot as you brought up. That was another great fucking makeup job too. Like I was just bored oh, yeah. by how great that looked. Um I mean, it's it was kind of gross too, but like just the <laughs> The degree to which that whatever they whatever prosthetics they put on her were just unbelievable. Um, and then you find out that the the Igor type character that you mentioned earlier was mm-hmm. actually the, the one who came up with all this stuff, and the this Nemtar thing was just something that she used as an experiment, and then it basically just kind of like took over, became so her.
1: powerful. Yeah, injecting yeah. itself with different like the best traits of each fucking race that it came across like it made itself this unstoppable being and it started experimenting on the lab team that experimented on it and it's that's a really interesting idea that didn't and then you really kind of get find out, out that
2: everybody on that planet was
1: out <coughs> of the you know he experimented basically on everybody
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: yep, yep. He's, so he- which which is kind of an interesting idea that they didn't really flush out as well as it could have been but like the lab rat becomes the one turning everyone else into lab rats, and it's like, in a way, that you can kind of see how that's a justifiable thing to that character.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you tortured me, you experimented on me. It's your fucking
0: turn now that i now that the the wheel has turned, right? Yep. So then they're able to help the the I forget what the other character's name was to Shigor. Reverse. Shigor. Shigor. Okay, Shigor. Yeah. Call yeah. her Shigor for now. Um, <laughs> And uh, they're able to help her reverse that, and then this Nemtar thing turned into this little, you know, thing that you could, like, stick in a cave. Uh,
2: Cornata is her name. Oh, Coronata. Coronata,
0: okay. yeah. Okay. So, yep, then, then Coronata is able to reverse the stuff that was done to Aaron. <coughs> and uh, the last scene I remember was, you know, the thing in Pilot's chamber where Dargo goes in there and I'm thinking to myself, oh fuck, what else is he going to do here? And um, he has this like thing on him and uh, Pilot assumes... Musical it's, like, instrument. Yeah, but Pilot assumes it's some kind of weapon that he was building, right? Because that's what most people I think would think Dargo would do with this time is build more weapons. And he, it's like a, like a harp thing almost. And he just... Kind yeah, of, but an electric harp. Yeah, oh yeah. And he just kind of sits with him and plays music. And it was just a neat little moment. Like, I don't know there's a ton of dialogue there. Yeah,
2: they had the whole... And even the exchange, like, I cannot comp-
0: remember, like, you know, the
2: words. Oh, no, he but says... Dargo, he says, Dargo how, says something along the lines of, like, you know why I did it? And yeah, Pilot's you like, know, yeah. And, doing. like, you know, if I'm put in the exact same situation again, I would do exactly the same thing. And Pilot's like, yeah. And then he goes, yeah. the, says something else. And Pilot's like, yeah, but I also know you know like you you
1: guys don't really apologize and
2: mm-hmm. then dargo
1: just kind of plays so that, that's and, a neat and, little moment and fuck. pilot's like oh did you finish that weapon you were building and he's like it's it's yeah. no weapon and then he actually has a nice little soft moment where he plays a fucking song for pilot it's it shows that dargo's like he does feel bad for what he did in hindsight but in the moment like yeah. fuck friendship i won't go home yeah and i'll do it again <laughs>
0: I that thought that like was the I part, thought
1: that was a great way to end the episode too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yep, I agree. Nice little character oh. building between the two, right? Like, yeah,
2: especially because he's
1: the one that chopped
2: off his hand. So,
1: it's like, and this episode, you get a lot of the cast actually interacting with pilot in his chamber, and it's like, okay, they're starting to figure out how they can work the puppet in practically now. Yep. Yeah. Like just 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 from a behind the scenes like look at things, it's like okay, they're that's they're starting to catch on.
0: Yep, with time and time to figure out all the angles and stuff, they can. They've now seemed to have figured out ways to shoot in there more uh, mm-hmm. rather than having them on a screen all the time. Uh, which is awesome, because, like, if you're going to build that awesome fucking puppet, show it off. And not yeah. just the puppet, the whole set, because, like, yeah. without oh, yeah. with going too far ahead, the next episode,
1: Aaron's in there and she's kind of pushing some buttons, and, like, yeah, like, the whole, like, Console set, like everything they have built for that, like one set, like there's no reason they shouldn't be utilizing it other than like the logistics of, okay, how do we work people around the wires and stuff for the puppet?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. It's funny watching the early stages of this again and like Mm -hmm. you can see the ground being laid for what they're going to get to. On yeah. everything, yes. Yeah, like in every aspect. Yeah. Just the technically it gets more proficient as it goes on and obviously with all the puppet stuff they're dealing with a lot technically that a lot of other shows at this time and even now wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And obviously character wise you're seeing a lot of that. And yeah. yeah. I mean we're gonna we're doing one more tonight. We're getting into some hardcore character shit with the next one. So mm-hmm. you know, with one oh, of yeah. our with one of our characters in specific. So we're gonna stop this one right here. We will reconvene for they've got a secret, uh which is episode ten of season one. Um, so, yeah, okay.